Shishkin Productions podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Ask Not Me Anything podcast. This is season two, episode four, and today's guest is Laura Himes, who is the marketing director for New York City's biggest and bestest music festival, GovBall, which just turned 10 years old this year. Laura is one of the key people in making the festival happen every year, so I'm super excited to chat with her today on all the ins and outs of the festival world. So lace up your Crocs, hokas, or whatever is your comfortable shoe of choice, and let's jump into it. Year. I'm Braxton. I'm Tia. I'm Lauren. I'm Chris. And we're bringing you the Group Text Podcast. We are four black cousins texting all day, every day about everything going on from the streets to the tweets. And, you know, we're bringing the group text to the podcast world. Yep. Talking about why America is trash, but also why you should have hope. We're recapping everything pop culture, current events, and what's viral this week. And even hitting you with some life advice, like when you should knock if they buck. Yep, and we'll be keeping score, seeing if city boys or city girls are up. City girls are always up. City girls make them wish like Ray J. <laughs> the Group Text Podcast, brought to you by the Shishkin Productions Network. Join our group text every Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. So speaking of comfortable shoes, Lara, what is your shoe of choice to walk around with during a music festival? Um, I have a nice pair of black Air Force Ones that I tend to wear. Uh-huh. I get a lot of compliments on them, actually, because they're not like the white Air Force Ones that everyone has. It's a little cooler. <laughs> okay. Well, this festival that we just did, yeah, I think I saw you wearing Crocs for the whole festival. Okay, that's a lie. It, it is a oh. lie. Oh, no, they weren't Crocs, but you're right. I was wearing like uh sandals. They looked pretty comfortable, well, but I was surprised I... you're walking around for a whole. I, I tracked my steps for mm-hmm. this past GovBall. I was just curious. So I have this app called Strava mm-hmm. where I track my runs and my bikes, yeah. bike rides. Um, I've never really used it for walking before, but I was just curious how long I would walk in a, in a weekend and guess how many miles it was in a three-day weekend. Well, can I do it in steps? You Not can, but I forget what it was in steps. Uh, uh, but I, I, I track like, the miles. Okay, I actually, would, I could I could check. Let me check on my phone really quick. I would say twenty five thousand steps. Okay, I think it was about twenty thousand a day steps right. for me. Oh, sorry, I meant per day. Oh, okay. So, so then, yeah. So and it was equivalent to thirty miles total. Thirty miles. Yeah, which is surprising, right? According to Strava, that's what it said. It was about ten miles. Oh, because ten a day. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. So, um, I, yeah, and I did, I did a different pair of shoes every day cause I'm fancy like that. What were your shoes? Oh, I mean, mostly pairs of Nikes, mm. blazers. Shout um, out Nike. Yeah. Shout out Nike. Do we want to shout them out? I, mean, I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> so your go-to shoe of choice at the end of the day is just a classic. Yeah. I also have some, um, high, uh, filas I like to wear. Um, but they're white, which is hard to wear to a music festival. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah, you're, all, you're always rolling the dice a bit if you're wearing like a nice pair of shoes to a music festival because yeah. people are going to step on your shoes. Yeah. It, it might get muddy if it rains at all. Yeah. Um, Doc Martens But you want to look good. you want to look fresh. Yeah, Doc Martens. You have to look fresh. Yeah. yeah. It's important. It is. All right. Let's jump into the next question. What is your favorite New York City music venue, current or former? And this question is from at Misadventures of... Mm. 
her misadventures of mm <laughs> i don't know if it's pronounced mm or mm, but i feel like it's thank not you for that mm. question yeah <laughs> that's how i read it at first okay um, misadventures of mm that is a good question um brooklyn mirage love um can you describe it a little bit for people who haven't been there why why is that the first uh, music venue that comes to mind it is kind of a i feel like it's just like a wild experience in the sense that it reminds me of like a european uh club there's like lots of levels and there's like outdoors that area and like indoor it's like a castle kind of it's like you a kind castle. of feel like you're in a castle yeah there's a lot of weird elements to it i appreciate seeing live music places where you know there's a lot of options specifically for short people because <laughs> yeah because yeah when it's like a flat surface i mean it's like sometimes it's hard to stand in the back and get a view so 100%. it's it's cool at these different venues where you could there's different levels to it literally where you could watch from and be able to see your performer perform agreed yeah i also i feel like i'm less of a venue person and more of just like who i'm seeing okay so like the artist i'm seeing will make the venue the right. venue won't make or break the artist right kind of like if you're eating the sandwich mm-hmm. you don't really care about the bread but you want whatever the protein is inside. yeah 100 percent. especially yeah. now that i'm gluten-free Ooh. so the bread can be a problem for sure yeah wow okay <laughs> uh so what is your musician of cho- of choice in mm. that in that case this is also a hard question <laughs> because i'm a lyrics person are you a lyrics wow, person? Wow, you're very or... specific. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so lyrics person. I'm a lyrics person. So all any lyric or any song that has lyrics that I relate to and makes me like feel feelings, uh-huh. cry, tears, those are the songs I like. So like people will probably make fun of me, but a lot of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, Catfish and the Bottlemen. Never even heard of them. Lord. Yeah. Um, a lot of pop princesses, if you will. So um, when you say lyric first, when you listen to artists, mm-hmm. do you listen to it a lot while reading the lyrics yes. too, or can okay? Because a lot of times I listen to music, and sometimes I don't. Even, I'm whatever that I think the lyrics are. It's like a totally different word yes. than what I've been singing all this time until I look up the lyrics. So the and, first time I listen to an album, I'll have the lyrics up, and like that's really cool. It kind of makes or breaks. A and song you listen to an album through first song to last song. Yeah, like with it, the lyrics, like yeah. genius. That's cool. Yeah. Um, right, so so lately it's been so Taylor Swift, Lord, who is this other band? Oh, Catfish in the Bottle. So if they're in town and they're playing, you want to get tickets to see them. Yeah, hundred percent. No matter what venue. No matter what venue. Um. Yeah, and there's some like you know like there'll be like one random song by a band. And it's like I don't necessarily love all the band songs, but like this one song that has the best lyrics that I relate to yeah. that I'm down for. So like a one, a personal one hit wonder for oh, you. Yeah. Who who's that for you? Um, Two Door Cinema Club has a song I really like. Um, any tearjerker song really? Yeah. There's a Rod Stewart song I really. Really. Like. Nice. He has yeah. he has great hair. He, he does. You need to bring that hairstyle back. Yeah, you'd look good with that. You think? <laughs> I need to be able to grow it. I'm not good at growing hair in my head anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, genetics, you know? Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next question, which is from... Oh, this is a really good one. I like this question a lot. And it's from, at what would Neil do? If you could book any artist from the history of Govball, unlimited budget, who would you pick? 
Well, I don't book the bands. Let me just say. Mm -hmm. So like this, I can't. If I had a festival. Talk a little closer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're good. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, if I had a festival that I could pick any artist. Um, can you pick artists in certain eras of their of time? Yeah, whenever you want. So like. I'm a huge Kanye West person, but like circa 2013. Okay. Which which album is that around there? Like Yeezus. Okay. And cool. Kanye is a big name. So you would book him. Wasn't he the headliner in 2016 maybe? Yeah, but, Fall? Yeah, but um, we had to cancel that day to due to weather oh that was the year that yeah mm -hmm. can we can we relive that story or is it kind of we don't talk about that we can okay so what what happened that day he was he was headlining or supposed to headline he was supposed to headline uh sunday night of the festival the last day we had a nice beautiful friday and saturday everyone had fun yeah. sunday comes around um, and there was weather in the forecast and, um, unfortunately due to this weather coming, uh, we couldn't have people come to the Island and therefore had to cancel the day. Um, when we canceled, the weather was still nice out. So people were like sending in yeah. photos of like beautiful sky and like mm -hmm. rainbows um, and it was very depressing. Um, and it was my f first year. Really? Yeah. Is that possible? I think it was. Mm -hmm. And so it was just really sad because we work all year round for this these three days. And one of the days wasn't happening. Um, and it was the day that people were probably most excited right. for. Um, it eventually did rain and thunder and lightning and all of the stuff um, for a good amount of time over randall's island right so um, just just to break it down really quick so yeah it what was it like to make that decision because it did you even have a decision or did they force you to cancel the show right then and there because it was it was perfect outside at that moment but in the forecast it said it was about to storm and because of that because it was on yeah an island, so you can't have yeah you can't have people like come to the island um to then like like legally it's like a city yeah yeah, you can't have people all come to the island and then uh, there was actually it didn't even matter. He was f closing the day. So like I think the weather was like at, I don't know, 7 p.m. or something. And so there was no way with the city, with all of the like people we talk to uh, when we make these decisions, there was just no way we could actually have right. people come to the island. Yeah. So then and yeah. no, we don't necessarily go into all those details when we like make the call and tell people that they can't come so they sometimes are you know very upset right. but it's not like we are just saying oh we don't want to have a day at the festival of course, like, we don't want people to see kanye so then end of the day safety's first safety's so, first yeah it's the most important thing absolutely yeah um, um that was so, also so that being said what, oh, is yeah. your is the artist that you would book out of the history of gumball would it be kanye again <laughs> well he has so that same year uh, we had the Meadows Festival. That's the one that I was thinking about. Yeah, and then so he, this is one. I, this is why I was confused. You saying this because I remember sorry. it being a different. Yeah. So, so it was the same year. Yeah. In June for GovBall, we had to cancel his day. Right. Then we had Meadows that year, 
and he was booked on the Meadows lineup. Which is, can you explain Meadows to anyone who's not familiar? Yes, it was a two-day festival um, at City Field in 2016 and 2017 by Founders Entertainment. Yeah, the one in, is that the only year it have ever happened? 2016 and 17. Oh, it's 2016. Sorry. Yeah, um, and so. <sighs> Uh, we had him at Meadows and I, we were also excited because like we're bringing him back to New York right. Like you couldn't see him in June but like now you can see now him he's here. now he's here he's back he's back baby and um, it was amazing like I was like standing in front of house watching him perform like Chance the Rapper was near us like all of it was just crazy and um, halfway through his performance he uh, gets on the mic and he's like gotta go family emergency bye and ran off the stage and we're all standing there like this is a joke like haha like what's happening and like minutes are going by and he's not coming back and it was so it was probably my highest high having him there being like we brought him back like we did this and then probably one of my lowest lows right at that moment it was really quite sad yeah i remember being there being so confused in the audience yeah no one knew what was happening everyone thought you know it's kanye he's so unpredictable he's probably just saying that and he's gonna come back on with like a song that everyone wants to hear yeah but then yeah just minute by minute like (laughs) no lights were coming on no nothing it was yeah got Uh, to the point where all right he's done and everyone was so mad yeah yeah People were mad. Um, however, once they realized what had happened, there was the an actual he, family emergency. Yes, so. it was Kim Kardashian was robbed in Paris. Right, that's um, what happened. And so, because, at that exact moment, what are the chances? Exact, what, what are, are the, the chances? <laughs> Life is so crazy. Yeah. What are the chances? Anyways, so the fact that that was, um, it was the fact that that's ha- all happened with Kanye. I would still, I guess, want to bring him back. But again, circa 2013. Right. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who I I would want to bring back. Although I can't think of off the top of my head who played in GovBall these past 10 years. Also, happy birthday on the 10-year anniversary of GovBall. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And you were a part of it for half of it? Yeah, half of it. Cool. I feel like you were there for the whole thing. I just know you as the GovBall girl. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's what they call me on the street the govball goat yeah all right so speaking of this I, I think a lot of people listening right now are curious like how you even got into this and mm-hmm. question from lisa j underscore thomas mm-hmm. how did you get involved in working in festivals where did it all start thank you for your question i mean it's not for me it's from lisa no. j underscore thomas i know i just i couldn't remember that whole thing so. <laughs> thank lisa for the but question thanks, lisa. <laughs> um so i studied psychology in college boston right so, boston college yeah. baby shout out eagles <laughs> it's funny because i've never been back <laughs> since you've never been back to no. boston since yeah well i've been back to boston just not to the school okay. i'm not interested yeah um Anyways, uh, I studied psychology and moved to New York the day I graduated and was looking for like, I honestly think I Googled like real life applications of psychology, like jobs, (laughs) Google. Um, Marketing is one of those things. Uh, I got an internship at an experiential marketing company um, and I was like an account coordinator um, and I went to a concert one night and met Alex Joffe, 
who's the head of sponsorship at Founders Entertainment. And we started following each other on Instagram. Classic. Classic. Best way to network. Yeah. In some cases. In some cases. And how, did, he, how did you meet at this show? Did you walk up to him and be like, hey, I'm Laura? No. So my <laughs> someone I worked with at this experiential marketing company, his brother helped get us the tickets to this concert mm-hmm. and his brother's good friends with Alex Jaffe. Cool. Um, and it was Gorgon City, in case you were wondering what concert we were at. Webster Hall, I believe. Cool. And uh, a year later, he DM'd me on Instagram saying... Um, I love your Instagram. Do you have marketing experience? Which you did not. I did. Um, but definitely have learned a lot on the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what did, did you get? I, like, in, yeah, yeah, I interviewed. I, you know. Did the whole song myself. and dance. Yeah. But um, that's how it happened. Very cool. random. And when you got that message, were you very excited or were you just? I was very excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. And then from there, you just started working at GovBall and worked your way up. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely, like I said, like learned a lot just actually working and being in it. I feel like there's a lot of aspects of festival life in general that you don't really understand unless yeah. you're like I mean, there. that's the, that's the same for photography for me. Or totally. I, I can imagine a lot of people like I, I went to school for photography, but the most I learned about photography was just working for other people mm-hmm. on the job, like on an actual photo shoot, on a set. That's when I'm learning the most, like hands-on experience. SNL. So SNL, that's right. We have that SNL connection. Yeah. Yeah, so I used to work with Lara's grandfather. Yeah. I, I knew your grandfather before I knew you. You really did? Yeah. So. What a time. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I was an intern at SNL. And your Saturday gra- Night Live. Yeah, Saturday Night Live, which is a show <laughs> on television on Saturdays nights. And it's live. And it's live. <laughs> um, but your grandfather was a legend there. So he was. Uh, he was the lighting director for like fifty years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad you met him. Over fifty years, right? Or was it? I mean, it was a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loved him there. Yeah. Yeah, too funny that we have that connection. But when did and we just like figured that out? Yeah, I don't even know how that happened. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this next question is similar to this question before, but Lee Lee Sanity said, "How did she get her job? What to do? Since how did she get her job? What do I do? Since I'll be taking marketing in college, do you have any tips?" So for someone studying marketing in college and interested in doing something like you're doing right now, do you have any tips for how they could get there? Yes. I would say in general, um, I hate to say networking because I personally am not a great networker, but I do think um, it's very helpful. Um, reaching out to people, obviously, like on LinkedIn or Instagram. So networking in person and online, are they both equally important or one over the other? Um, well, I feel like if you're at school, you have to, it's probably more like uh, on LinkedIn or on, in, like it's probably more not in person. Yeah. And reaching out to people, not even necessarily like, I want to work at your company, but like, can you tell me about your company like what do you do what is your day-to-day just to learn if that's even something you would want to do yeah um i try and 
uh, for people like there's people who will reach out to me and I try to always talk to them because um, I feel like it's helpful and it can be something where it's like, oh, we don't have space like at my company right now, but like I do know people here. Like, let me introduce you to this person. And I yeah. feel like just one thing always leads to another. Um, I also think just personally, because my Instagram, I guess, helped me get this job. Um, doing things that you love to do personally and like being able to kind of proof of concept uh, what you do. Absolutely. And also you saying your influence, your, your uh, Instagram got you this job. It's not even because you're like, you have followers, you're an influencer no. per se. It's just because your Instagram is cool and very you. Thank you. And, and I mean, it is, you got, you got a whole, your captions are always <laughs> so on point. I'm always impressed. I see a Laura Himes post, AKA L L Himes on Instagram. I see, and every caption is like better than the next. I'm like, how does she think of these things? Is she Googling them? Is she getting them online? I don't know. She thinking of them is a combination of both. It's a combo, probably. Yeah. Um, I feel like I actually have been um, whether you're slacking. making them or you're curating the cat. Regardless, they're really good. Thank you. Yeah, I've been slacking on my um, Instagram presence well, recently. Well, I messed up. I didn't get a photo of you at this festival, so that's my fault. That is your fault. Cause... My mom would be very upset. Yeah, I'm surprised she she's going to say something when she hears this. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably listening to this right now. She probably is. Hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> And dad. Uh, so piggybacking to that question, this question's from Big Johns on XR. Wait, let me B Johnson XR. I'm trying to pronounce this right. I know, it's um, hard. Yeah. No, I feel it's right. Okay. okay, question from B Johnson on Czar. What's the most appropriate slash best way to get my work in front of her to pitch your services at GovBall? So someone who yeah. I'm, I, I'm assuming this is a photography question. So mm -hmm. someone who is a photographer or someone else in the creative field that wants to work at GovBall. I actually get this DM a lot. Like when I post that I'm shooting a festival, like, um, how do you, shoot? How, how do I, how do I get to shoot this festival? And I want to, I want to answer everyone, but I, I, it's just like, I'm not even really sure. It's like <laughs> different, different for everyone. And I'm curious your advice on this. So I, I will look at every person who emails me, um, whether it be like to my personal email, whether it be to like the info at gubble.com email um, and look at portfolios and um, whatnot. So that's definitely a way to like just like get in front of me. Yeah. I have definitely hired people that way. Um, I've also, I'm a big Instagram person and will just like, look through things and if there's something I like uh I will reach out to that person um that happened this year with a lot of folks actually yeah, the team was pretty big this team year. was big so, so just like oh, just yeah. let, let me just butt in really quick yeah um just like how you curate your captions slash make them really well I think you do a really good job curating the GovBall content team thank you which this year I mean it's just like an eclectic mix of creatives like mm -hmm. whether it's photographers well a lot of photographers that's like the basis mm -hmm. but then we have like animators and motion graphics specialists and this year we had a whole tiktok team we did ttt ttt which i was a part of <laughs> <laughs> low-key a part of i was like a hybrid tiktok slash photographer so yeah you were a little bit of both yeah you always have been yeah yeah i like dipping my toes in different, different. baskets of eggs you know yeah. what i'm saying mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah um, what, what, what else did we have? Some filmmakers. It's, it's just like, I think, uh, 
specifically, I, I mean, I don't know the answer to this, from, but from my eyes, specifically yeah. um, how I think you can get hired for GovBall or a different festival is if you could offer something different than what's already being shown. Like, check out the GovBall Instagram and see yeah, all, like... Yeah, check us out, guys. I mean, I the posts are super creative. They're so... They're all, like, so different from different artists. It's always so cool to see every year. Like, I, I kind of like looking at the GovBall Instagram... Like it's up there with like actually going to the festival. It's like exciting for me from an artist perspective, like from a visual artist perspective. Right. So I that um, I honestly really appreciate that. I mean, the GovBall Instagram is like a gallery. <laughs> I could keep going. It's a, it's it's really cool no, stuff. Anyway, so um, I think if if you want to get hired, I think it's it's a lot more difficult if you're just a concert photographer and you shoot um just images which i'm like i'm sure is great but it's just not offering anything different to what specifically govball already has if i'm correct yeah i mean i've hired new photographers this year um based on just like stuff that like when i saw their stuff it was you know i sent a mood board around to everyone this year and a lot of things that i liked um were like you know like using filters in front of the camera mm-hmm. and shit like that yeah i saw silva he he uh silva? he bought like a, a whole pack of filters because yeah and he got some really he got some great shots. shots yeah um and so there was some uh creators that i had seen kind of doing that so i was like you know yeah i guess that is something new that they were bringing um but it wasn't just like a standard photo right um but I also hired someone this year because they tweeted at us. Oh, cool. So yeah. Someone tweeted at you or at GovBall? At GovBall. Oh, tell me the story. I need to hear this. Um, awesome. Nicolita. Oh, awesome. Yeah. She tweeted at like, I think it was like at multiple festivals, but yeah. we were one of them um, saying like, I would really love to shoot. Here are some of my photos. Um, and she got hired on the spot or you just looked at her page so i looked at the four photos i think she only had like four photos in the tweet Mm -hmm. but i liked them and so i wrote her and said i dm'd her and said um email me and then from there i hired her that's so awesome and she's a photographer i follow and never met her until this goball in person so that was she was there she had a great time i loved having her yeah super nice and talented Super nice and talented. Yeah. I also was just trying to um, have like a more diverse team, more females than usual. Right. Um, just in general, I feel like that's super important for super sure. Important. Yeah. Nice to get more females out there. Go females. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, so anyone curious about that? I think that was a pretty good answer. I think just uh, take your shot, you know, whether it's Shoot your tw- shot, baby. whether it's like following GovBall on Twitter and seeing when they post something like that, like was the post, what was the post that she responded to or she, no, literally, she literally just, she, so look like no one's, I will see it. Yeah. So just tweet at GovBall, make it super simple, show your work, uh, do or do something different and more creative to really make your make your name and your uh, work stand out in some way. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. They you really know? are. Just take your chance. That's the end of the, That's the thing, though. If you yeah. don't, if you don't, then it's not possible. No one's gonna really come to. Did someone. you see? Um, did you meet Andrew Janusa? He, so awesome. So awesome. So uh, yeah, his, I hired him too. He love his work. Was kind of a recommendation from. Henry Cornaro, shout out. <laughs> and um, Gumball family member. <laughs> um, fa- family member. Just, yeah. And um, he's a student at, in Kansas he's, University. He's a teenager still, right? Maybe. He's a junior. Okay, so, not but okay. young. He's a kid. He's a kid. A very talented kid. Very talented. And his stuff very is nice. so cool. Yeah. And I hired him and he made amazing things. Yeah. And it was that his first time in New York, maybe? 
Uh, I think like his third, oh, okay. maybe, but first time working in New York. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Check his stuff out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just say contact me. Cool. And I'll see it. Yeah, that's a good answer. Thanks. <laughs> um, speaking of Nicolita, she asked yeah. a question. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Perfect segue. So I'm gonna I'm gonna segue it to the next one. Okay. And she said, "Hey, Lara, big stan here." <laughs> Can you tell me where your disdain for capital letters comes from? With a heart. Um, I, do you have a thing against capital letters? Yeah, I do. Oh. And I love that she knows that. And I actually think when she emailed me, she might have said that she wrote it all in lowercase because she knows that I like lowercase letters. <laughs> Attention to detail. I love Attention it. Attention to detail because it's like in my bio on the founder's website or something. Yeah. Um, I, she does her research. Aesthetically, I do not like the look of um a capital letter followed yeah. by lowercase letters so i can either do all lowercase or all caps ah. but nothing in between i like that yeah yeah and you i like do that in work emails too and i feel it's like kind of like are you talking in all lowercase right now i'm talking in all lowercase. <laughs> <laughs> that's super lowercase oh wait so that could segue to the next question <laughs> Which is what helps you relax during these tense times? Um, so many things, Germ. Well, is there one, one thing being... specific? Because I know, <laughs> I know what you're going to answer. And I, let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah. So I watch ASMR videos. I'm not ashamed. I'm going to say it now and I'll say it again. I watch ASMR videos. And tell me what it does. Like, tell me what it does so, for you. Um. I honestly can't even tell you what it stands for, but it's like auto sensory neuro response or something. Okay, sounds and, about right. Yeah. And the actual response that some people get, you mm -hmm. might not get it, but I get it, is like these tingles in my like uh, head, back of my neck kind of. And it is like a has a calming effect on me. And so when I listen to these <laughs> or watch these ASMR videos of people like whispering and like touching things, I get those tingles. That's that's awesome. I I haven't honestly. I've never seriously watched an ASMR video. I've probably watched a clip of it for mm -hmm. five, ten seconds, maybe. Never gave it a try. So I'm what big... what hooked you? I'm just so curious about this because I don't know anyone that actually watches ASMR videos. I, I honestly thought it was don't most, know. I thought it was mostly either. like a joke. I didn't know it actually. Whoa. Well, I just no. I just didn't no, know I it know. actually works. That's cool. No, it really works. I'm happy for you that Thank you know. You. And it's also free. It's like free therapy, right? I mean, are you? I mean, I mean, are you? Are you on anyone's I mean, ASMR Patreon or something? Re not free therapy. Right, but, but this specific. This, specific this is. A, I would say this is therapeutic. So, yes. So. Yes. So uh, do you do you go to certain uh, ASMR creators and watch them on YouTube, or do you just like search it and go with? So the, I only I like don't use YouTube that much except for ASMR. Videos. So if you go to your recommended page, like if you open YouTube, is it literally all ASMR videos? Honestly, yeah, probably. And then like a Selena Gomez like interview Sprink, from like Sprinkle and Selena and Taylor, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I find it very calming. Um, there are certain creators I like, um, and it's like it's like they're whisper and like sometimes they're like finger flutters mm -hmm. is what they're called little, and like how little they, paper little paper how they um some of them are visual not necessarily like aud auditory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. um and where they like will like 
touch like it kind of looks like they're like patting you on uh-huh. the camera okay wait so can we hear a couple just before we move on to the next topic yeah. i just want to like with the things around us can yeah let's you, make uh, some let's just make a couple really quick should you, i start an asmr youtube channel i mean you got some free time now right <laughs> i mean not this really but sure <laughs> all right uh okay. you could I'll, I'll go first can I okay go first? you go first let me go first okay this is this is mine let's go back and forth a couple okay. Times. okay first first sound I feel like there could have been more of a bubble to that. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay. I don't really have that many things around me. Okay, so she's just uh, rubbing this the is, top of your shirt. Yeah. I a watched sound. a video actually last night where all the girl does is touch her clothes. Does that sound nice? It does sound nice. I wouldn't expect that to sound like that either. I'm just... And she did it with her jeans. Or I guess I'm not wearing jeans, but... Not as nice. Yeah, it's kind of like it's, it's soothing, like the sound of the ocean. Whoa, what's going? <laughs> what? <laughs> do you like that noise? What are you laughing? I do. At? I just didn't. I don't expect these things to sound like that. Yeah. She's just wiggling her fingers. In finger front of flutters. The this is what finger flutters okay. are. I'm not as good at it as some people. Okay. Are. Well, that's really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my research after this uh, podcast, and this helps you fall asleep sometimes too. Or... <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all. I usually only watch it right before I'm going to bed. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On to the next question. Which, speaking of relaxing, from question from too much food. Oh my God. Who was the guest in the podcast last week? Um, do you actually get to relax and have fun at GovBall or is it stressful work and running around a lot? Um, I do not see much music during the festival weekend. Um, I'm usually in my trailer. However, to me, those three days of the festival where I'm, where I am stressed and I'm working my trailer and we're making cool content is like, me at my finest, I think. So, like, even though I'm not in necessarily out enjoying the festival with everyone else, um, I am personally enjoying my time making the festival look really good on socials. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about it's about what your experience is like at the actual festival because it's it's so interesting to hear that. You work almost. The, I mean, how much do you prepare for this festival? When do you start preparing for GovBall twenty twenty two? Which will be like October, like now. Oh, so now. And when is it? Yeah. Is it going to be in September again, or unclear if I can make this announcement? Oh, but you know, okay, you don't have to say, <laughs> but you know the date. Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. It's going to be coming soon. <laughs> Um, but so what is your what is your experience like? You, I mean, it's crazy. You're planning for it all year. And then the best part of the music festival, one would argue, is actually the music, festival. the music part. Yeah. But you plan for it and work on it all year. And then you don't even get to actually go to any shows. Sometimes you sneak out to like one show. Yeah, I'll, really I'll sneak to. out here and there. But, but overall, you're just working nonstop. Yes. I wouldn't say so. this for the whole team. I would say this for my personal. Yeah. I, I, other people may get out there more. And they also work very hard, too. But no, 100%. We, but they, of course, get to sneak out. Yeah. The, yeah. I just um, am, I guess during the festival, I have, you know, this team of 30 photographers and content creators who are making content constantly. And I am uh, looking through the selects, posting uh, what I need to post, the best things on the right channels. 
Um, there's also a lot of like sponsor content that needs to be made. Um, so dealing with that, making sure that is made and completed and done correctly. Um, and that takes up the majority of my time. Uh, I'm also, you know, hearing the feedback or questions coming in on socials, um, and our like info at email. So, um, if there's any, you know, problems with sound on a stage, for example, like I will tell the person who needs to fix the sound to fix the sound. Um, cause we're basically my trailer. I have, a, you know, we call them the babe cave. Mm-hmm. There are all these girls who are helping me, um, look through all these comments and oh, so it's, don't forget about drew well drew too but drew i can't forget about drew yeah sorry drew <laughs> and josh bates too i guess and josh yeah, yeah. um but, but the it's, cave. it's the babe cave. they're it's still the babe yes cave. it's the babe cave plus those those two guys <laughs> <laughs> um but we're basically the only ones hearing like real-time comments and questions like because we're fielding them from all of these channels so um helping those people in real time um also takes up my time during the fest cool next question is what is the best year of govball in its existence and what was the worst year (laughs) um i guess i can only do my personal five years my so the last five years of the festival and by worst year maybe just most challenging year most difficult with yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say the most challenging was well, maybe a tie. Twenty sixteen was hard. It was my first year. The Kanye, and the Kanye thing. thing was rough. A lot of people were really mad. And it was when I still took comments more personally. Mm-hmm. I have had to learn to not take them as personally anymore. Um, so at the time that was really hard. Also twenty nineteen, we had an evacuation day, which was also really hard. Any day when uh we can't have the show go on is just truly heartbreaking people are going to be mad people are going to be mad there's There's no right thing to do it's yeah and it's just like we have worked so hard and we want those three days to be the best ever so like the fact that one of them can't happen is just like the worst after all this planning and multiple people parties involved and so then from all different angles so once it's just yeah yeah so then when people are upset about that it's like i get it i'm upset too <laughs> yeah which uh can we, can we roll back to people who have no idea what happened in 2019 like oh yeah let's it was roll, just let's roll it back. I'm, I'm trying to i just remember it stormed at yeah 2019 was, it a Saturday, Saturday? was a sunday again sunday and um we there was a storm coming so we had to delay doors so we didn't even have people come to the island until like two mm-hmm um, as opposed to 12 or something yeah or maybe even later maybe have them come at like three or something but yeah usually they're at 12 um so then because it gets delayed does that mean you cut the first acts completely or do yeah you, are all the sets shorter yeah we had to cut okay. cut Damn, some of those that I know. sucks for them it, i know the whole Imagine thing some is of those sad. people it's like their first music totally. festival and it's like there's nothing you can do it's like you got to disappoint some people it's so or, sad yeah um and then something that wasn't in the forecast over like in the morning now like showed up on the forecast um and there was a basically another storm um and so we had to then evacuate the island at like seven so people were only there for a short amount of time and there was no um headliner that night right because it was yeah and it and it also it wasn't even just the wet the uh, on the radar the weather actually started it was a torrential downpour and yeah it was so and it was the weather was gnarly and 
yeah, it was actually not good weather, but yeah. like it wasn't in the forecast until it was. It was just right. um it's sad. It's really yeah. awful when those things happen. Yeah. But hey, we bounced back this last this past weekend. We bounced, what was it two we weeks? We bounced back, baby. It was baby. perfect weather. Perfect. Like, Best ever. Chef's kiss. Some might like, say. It, oh, how could it? It couldn't have been better, honestly. Yeah. I would say in terms of best year, I might say this was the best year. Yeah. Just like personally, I feel like the team was great. The content we put out was amazing. Um, if I do say so myself, yeah, I'm well, only as good as the, the 30 content creators and photographers that I hire. And they were all great. Question from, uh, question from Francis Mask. What's something valuable you learned from organizing GovBall this year that you'll apply to next year? That's a deep question. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's what's a takeaway from GovBall this year? I think a takeaway from this year specifically after um, having like two years with no music festivals um, was like the fact that there's just supposed to be fun. Like we come together to like for music, like for the love of music and like being together as like a New York community. Um, and I think taking that fun element into other years for me, I think would be helpful. Um, not like other years weren't fun, but I feel like they were maybe more stressful. Whereas like this year, everyone was just so happy that we were coming back and that like music, live music was a thing again. Um, so yeah, I yeah. think just like that should be, should always be like what's most important. Just the fact that we're getting people together to have fun, to listen to great music. Yeah, it was in the best city in the world. A, it was definitely a different energy this year because I could imagine a lot of these people, concert goers, haven't seen live music since before before the pandemic. Literally. So yeah. That's really cool that they got to experience it at GovBall, the best music festival <laughs> in the world. It, honestly, it's it's my hometown festival. There you it's, go, baby. It's the best I, I I've I, I can't say enough good things about GovBall. Thank you. So appreciate you. Um, so speaking of the pandemic, I'm only, I got a lot of pandemic questions, but okay. I think a lot of people are, and I don't like to talk about it too much, but people are curious, I get uh, it. you know, so this question's from Jacob Santiago. Yeah. When the pandemic first hit, was there a concern that music festivals will be gone for good? And how do you overcome all these challenges that the pandemic brought to your occupation? Um, I would say, I feel like no, yeah, when it, like last March, March 2020, I feel like no one knew what the state of music festivals would be in the future. Um, we did pivot a little bit and did some like online concerts, like virtual concerts, um, which was great during that time. But it's like we all obviously the goal was to get back to um, what we just did last weekend. Um, and I would say that was probably like the what I learned the most um, was all of like the um, like how to put on a virtual concert. That was just something like I hadn't done before and that's not necessarily like in my skill set at the time. Um, so that's probably like what I learned the most in terms of like my job was like, OK, now I have to be able to, I don't know, produce this online yeah. event <laughs> um and i'm just so used to doing stuff in person so um that was the biggest change um during the pandemic but then just like post pandemic you know making sure people feel safe on site letting everyone know what the rules and regulations are around covid 
um, or like a mask policy or whatever it might be, um, which is just obviously a new layer of things that we never had to talk about before. Yeah. Um, no one asked this question, but I'm curious about it now that I'm thinking about it is what is the best music festival that isn't GovBall? Would you say? Because I know you've you've been to other festivals. We've actually went to some other festivals as research. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> as research. Well, we partially research, well, right? Yeah, I, jo- guess. I remember you joking uh, about I it. I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so funny. Um, I have been to other festivals, and I would say probably Bonnaroo with you in 2019. That sounds about right. Um, was amazing. Yeah, that's the second best festival. What does Bonnaroo have that Gulfball doesn't? Uh, it's a camping festival. Right. Um, different experience. So it's a totally different experience. But it's a great festival. And um, I just remember we like stayed up all night and went to IHOP and it was... Or Waffle House. Waffle House. Waffle House, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. And um, it was amazing. Yeah. It just... there's, Yeah. Camping festival just adds a whole new layer. It's um, a whole layer. new layer. Also, yeah. not only is Bonnaroo a camping festival, that festival is literally 24-7, and it's four days. Right. So you could go you nonstop. Can't sleep. And that's why I shot my photo series there. I don't know if you remember it. Oh, the sleeping people? Yeah. yeah I <laughs> freaking remember it. Do yeah. we curse on this podcast? You could curse if you want okay. to. So, I didn't. But well, I, you, you want to re-say it? <laughs> no. I'll, okay. I'll get there. I'll okay. I'll make my mom proud. Yeah. So anyone who's not familiar with my photo series I did in there, I got inspired while we were doing research at Bonnaroo. <laughs> no, we were we were, photo, we were doing some other stuff at Bonnaroo for uh, was what was the brand? Asics. Asics. We were doing some stuff at Asics that we we're also doing at other festivals too, um, including Govball. So, um, but while I was there, I noticed that people all over the festival were just like sleeping everywhere. Like while live music was playing, like in public, people were like just stepping to the side of these people, just laying on the grass. Like you would like just like step over like a couple, like cuddling and and sleeping. There's people sleeping everywhere all the time. And this is because, well, one of the reasons is because the music festival is 24 seven. So people will stay up all night, party throughout the night, go into the next morning, still listening to music and partying. And eventually they get to a show that's like, you know, maybe a little bit slower of an artist, you know, a little snoozer, a little, yeah. little, uh, you know, bony bear, maybe that's like, you know, great music, but a little sleepy, you know, and maybe they f- just fell asleep like, while live music is playing. And, um, I just thought this was really interesting. So I, I made a whole series like documenting sleepers at, uh, at Bonnaroo. Check and it out at Germ Cohen. Check it out at germcohen.com. No. Um, no, it's on my website and my Instagram <laughs> if you want to see it, though. I think it's... I, I like that. That uh, that, that was a good series. Thanks. I like when series just, like, come together naturally. Just don't it was think... Very you don't natural. really plan it. I just see one and then I'm like, oh, see another? Oh, okay, this is a series now. Yeah. All right, so we're in... We're getting to the the end of the questions. I'm going to ask just a couple more. Okay. So um, How have I um, been doing so far? Oh, 10 out of 10. You think? A, a plus. Yeah. I mean, we're just talking. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Doing great. Yeah, this is Laura's <laughs> first podcast, by the way. So we were talking about how she's a little nervous before the podcast. Yeah. Um, we were. <laughs> which, which I've never seen you nervous before. So it's a it's a new side of you that I'm seeing, which is That's so surprising fun. that you haven't. Well, not. I don't yeah. have all my shit together all the time. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I usually see you in... You know, you're, yeah. you're confident. I, you I mean, strike, fest you, mode. You strike I'm... me as a confident person. So Thank you. I, so I, I, for the most part, am. Yeah. And then you um, walk in here, you're like, I'm nervous to record this <laughs> podcast. What do I do? What are we going to talk about? And yeah, it's fine. We're, we're doing great so far. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. 
Yeah. Uh, question from Amy Nicole. Who has been your favorite GovBall act so far? Um, Lord was a big one for me. Um, Dua Lipa was a big one for me. She played at like 1 p.m. a couple of years ago. Oh. Um, super early. Um, it's always probably a little satisfying if you book someone that totally. for like an early act Our for cheap. And Jordan then... Wallowitz is uh, known for doing that, actually. Mm. Billie Eilish in 2018 played at like 2.30 in the tent. And um, did she have a broken foot then? then yeah. While she was playing? Yeah. Um, and now she just headlined. Yeah. She's Look at that. Huge, full circle. So full circle. Um, who else? Her show was incredible, by the way. Her show was incredible. So I did see some of that. Um, and it was great. Yeah. I'm a big happier than ever fan because when I'm away from you, I'm happier than ever are the lyrics. Okay. And therefore I like the song. Yeah. 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 Cool. Again, full circle. In yeah, this full, <laughs> full circle. Uh, what is the recipe? What is the ultimate recipe to a good music fest? That question is from O'Connell underscore co. Good music. Good vibes. Um, a good crowd, which like vibes and crowd can go hand in hand, yeah. I guess. Um, a good city is helpful. I think we have a good city. Definitely. Okay. Uh, so what's the secret sauce? What's the secret sauce to making a good festival? Well, if I told you, oh. then you would have the Germ Cohen Festival. <laughs> Damn. Kind of like how Post Malone has his own festival now. Yeah. Though I don't think it's happening this year. Really? Oh yeah. man. By the way, Post Malone, who also just headlined GovBall. Mm-hmm. I love uh, that's probably I've seen him perform at a couple other festivals. He's such a great performer and he's so nice. He's so thankful and appreciative and he lets her and he like tells everyone how he, the circle he, song really gets me. Yeah, it's a great. All his mu- I think his music's great, too. He's, he's so nice. He, he just um, wants everyone to be. He genuinely wants everyone to be happy and, totally. at his shows and have the best time ever. Totally. And he makes it happen. I had two people. um who like work in my trailer with me who were like oh like not the biggest post malone fan went to the show and when they came back they were like he really changed my opinion (laughs) that's really awesome to hear yeah they were just like that was a great show was was ap one of them ap was not one of them okay but did he say the same thing i just know ap isn't the biggest fan of post malone but i know he went to the show and took some photos of him and i haven't talked i I haven't talked to him about it since after but i'm curious maybe he'll hear this i'm curious if his opinion has changed on posty after that show i can't imagine someone going to a show and not having a good time or not like having a hard time like not wanting to like him not liking him agreed i kind of think that about a lot of just going to a show in general like how can you really be like I don't like you when they're yeah. like put like putting all of. I guess some people just aren't as perf- like performers. Yeah, I mean, th- no, there's shows that I go to that I'm like, eh, like it was fine. Yeah. I mean, there's shows that I definitely like didn't don't like. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not a tough critic, so I'm, it's, right. I don't like it when one the performer is late. And so then, rude. And, or because for multiple reasons, and two, if it's like they're low energy they're yeah. possibly like you know sometimes you could tell when performers like are on something and like they're yeah. not giving their best effort and that's really disappointing i i it gives a bad taste in my mouth as like i don't want totally yeah totally so. i feel like i haven't been to many of those yeah I've, but i usually go to people like go to concerts of people that i like and therefore right i know they're gonna give it their all fair <laughs> <laughs> um cool i like that question uh Okay, moving on to the last two questions. And this one is from Sizzle Reel Gang. 
What's the most diva-like behavior you've witnessed or heard of from an artist at Coveball? Are you even allowed to say or don't even say the artist's name? I don't know if that's... You can um, also get a skip if you want. Um, I won't say an artist's name. I feel like there's yeah. just diva... Artists are divas. Yeah. Um, but there's always... Um, you know, every year, like placement of names on the ad mat. That's something people don't realize, right? I know. Yeah. Um, it's very subtle too. It's like if certain artists want to be like the top line or like Mm -hmm. a certain size font or yeah, so things like that. Um, that that's what like affects me the most because I'm like trying to make assets and then something like that, like I have to make changes because of it. Um, I don't know, people showing up late to sets. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but nothing. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right. And this last question, I wrote up myself right before you got here. Oh, God. No, it's a little trivia question. It's trivia. I I, I, I kind of don't expect you to know it because you weren't working at GovBall at this time. But I just thought it would be a fun trivia question to ask you. Who was the first ever headliner for GovBall in 2011? <sighs> Um, like big boy or something. <laughs> Honestly, so close. I know. So close. You want to hear who it was? No, because okay. I know it. This is annoying. I don't like this. I'm sorry. I just thought it would be a fun question. I, don't I think didn't expect it's, ex- it's, it's very, I had, I had no idea. I looked it up before. I know, but it's because I've done so much. Well, I- you weren't even working here. This was five years before. I know. Let me tell you the answer. Okay. Okay. The answer is not big boy. It is girl talk. Girl talk. Oh. That's why you're close. You said big, you know, boy. Well, Mac girl. Miller was on that lineup. I will tell you that. In 2011. Yes. Wow. Um, was Big Boy even on that lineup? I'm not sure. <laughs> I I just I le- I looked it up right before this podcast. So I just saw Girl, girl Talk, and... Talk was on the lineup. I just I guess didn't know that they headlined. Yeah, they're the main van. But yeah, hey, the more you know, am I right? Yeah, I guess <laughs> my bosses are gonna listen to this. And be like, He's an idiot. It's all good. All right. Well, that about wraps up our podcast. So, Laura, thanks so much for coming on and telling your story and talking ins and outs of music festival, everything. Anytime, Jerm. Yeah. Can we? Uh, can Can we plug? You want to plug anything you're working on or your your IG handle aesthetic? You know, every all your captions. Don't you want people to look at your captions? Sure. Check out my captions <laughs> at L H Y M as and Mary E S. Emma's and Mary. Yeah. yeah. At Elheims. Elheims. Yeah. At Elheims. At Elheims. Elheims. Very close to Elheim. Yeah. If you ever thought of it that if way. You ever, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Gubball NYC. At yeah. Gubball NYC. Any, uh, I guess, is there any little uh, preview you could drop or like, uh, you know, a little hint you could drop to next year? Um, It's going to be great. <laughs> I actually don't know much. Okay. So I can't, I have nothing really to say yet. But if you did know something, you would drop it here. Yeah, this would you'd hear it here. This, first. this would be the first place to for drop sure. it. Cool. For sure. Well, I appreciate. I'll come that. back just to do a little drop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ask Not Me Anything podcast. And I hope to catch you on the next one. In the meantime, please remember to stay hydrated and drink a lot of water. And I really hope you have a great day. And bye. 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 See ya <laughs> later.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A Shishkin Productions podcast.